everybody. Thanks for joining me. This is Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk, Season 2, Episode 59. And if you can believe it, the St. Peter's Peacocks just beat the Purdue Boilermakers. I don't know what's going on when it comes to basketball. Kansas is up by two over Providence. Just unbelievable watching these games in this NCAA tournament. I mean, how is Iowa State still in this? It's it's all about defense. It seems like they just go down and, and muck things up so much. It makes it tough for the opponents. But, hey, the Hawkeyes had a really tough weekend. A buddy of mine who attended the women's game on Sunday called it the trifecta. The men's basketball team lost in the first round, five seed to a 12 seed. The wrestlers finished third. They had a lot of adversity, a lot of injuries, but... We hoped for a little bit better there. And then the big upset to the women. And just things just didn't didn't play out how we hoped this year, but a lot of talent back. The women have everybody back. The men have a lot of great players coming back. And Spencer Lee is going to be back and some other great Hawkeye wrestlers. So a lot to look forward to next season. And now let's turn our page a little bit to Hawkeye baseball. And see what they can do. It'd be fun to see them get in the College World Series this season. There's a couple of topics I want to discuss. Today I'm going to talk about Iowa men's basketball and what it looks like going into next year. And then I'm also going to do an episode on Hawkeye football. The two deeps came out, and as Kirk Ferentz said, it means absolutely nothing at this point in the year. But it does give us something to talk about, something to think about. And there are a lot of interesting storylines going into this 2022 football season. Well, let's talk about the Hawkeye men's basketball team. I really liked how this 2021-22 team did. You know, they ended the season with a lot of big wins. And they had that rough loss in the NCAA tournament, five seed. Losing to a 12, just really just couldn't shoot from three. Really struggled the whole game. Just, I don't know what was going on there if it was... Maybe, you know, after just getting done with the, the four games in four days in the NCAA tournament, they just didn't play that well. But they have some good guys coming back, a really stable coaching staff that I think is going to continue to develop these guys. And one of these years, we're going to get a, on a run in the NCAA tournament and really need to get to that Sweet 16 and hopefully beyond. Well, I think it's really interesting looking at the Iowa basketball team and what they have coming back next year. I've I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think Fran needs to hit the transfer portal hard for a stretch four to take the place of Keegan Murray. Now, there's talk that Keegan may not be going pro. He may come back to be a Hawkeye again, but I really think he's going to go pro. There's just too much money in, in it these days. He's skilled enough to take it to the next level and have a lot of success there, so I don't see why he wouldn't. And I think that's the number one thing. But if Chris is going to take a next step, then maybe they really don't need that stretch four. I don't even mean like Keegan did, but a guy who can play a good 30 minutes, score 15 points, seven rebounds per game, then maybe the center position is a little more important. And a lot of that's going to depend on what these coaches think Josh Agundale, Riley Mulvey can do next year. Are they going to develop to be able to get some really solid minutes? Josh needs to lose some weight, you know, it's a high-flying, fast offense that Fran McCaffrey runs, and they need guys who can run the court, 
He's had some injuries. He's had some illnesses. Just hasn't been able to get that weight down. And if he could, he's shown some flashes of having some skills underneath. And then Riley Mulvey, he was going to be a high school senior this year. Instead, he went to college, and he's getting the benefit of college competition, college coaching. And so he's going to be much better than if he would have just stayed in high school. And if each of these guys can give 10 minutes, five points, and a few rebounds, maybe that's all they need from the big guys. Uh, Rebrach is back. He had flashes this year. At times, he was exposed a bit by some more athletic post players, but you know he had times where he scored well. You know He really hit the boards late in the season. Based on the number of minutes that he played, his numbers were pretty solid. And you know I thought he was going to be more of a stretch guy. I thought he was going to hit some threes. And he really didn't do that this year. He played about 21 minutes per game, averaged almost six points, six rebounds per game. But if you add 10 minutes to that, you know, he had three points, three rebounds. That's nine and nine. Not bad. He's going to continue to develop. And, you know, just will he be able to to play the five next season? I think they're going to need some help there. And hopefully Josh and Riley can do that. Or do they go to the transfer portal? Well, if Keegan is gone, we know Jabo's gone. Connor McCaffrey isn't decided yet. At least we haven't heard. He went through senior day, which really made me think he wasn't going to take his COVID year, but then he got really hot. Late in the season, it was really fun to see him drilling threes. Came back down to earth a little bit, ending the season, missing several threes, and, and ended just under 34% from behind the arc. Nice season by Connor. He averaged 17 minutes per game this year. Ash was a walk-on until this past year. He's gone, and that's it. So, you know, just depending on the transfer portal these days, who knows what's going to happen. Kids can transfer with no penalty, but they're going to have to go somewhere unknown and hoping they're going to get more minutes. So you just never know when you go to the transfer portal who's going to pick you up, who's going to want you, and are you going to get more minutes where you go. Well, for next season, I'm looking at DeSante Bowen come in and get a lot of minutes at the point guard, maybe even the two guard as well. Josh Dix is the only other incoming player at this point. He had a really tough injury to his legs, so I don't know that he's going to be a factor as a true freshman. May need to redshirt, maybe play some minutes later in the season, but I'm not really counting on it until he's able to heal and get into playing shape for the Big Ten. But DeSante Bowen, I think, is going to get some minutes right away this year. Tony Perkins will be the starting two guard, and then Joe T or Aaron Euless will battle for time at that point guard. And I like Joe Tucson off the bench. I thought he was really fantastic off the bench late in the season coming in and really Ding it up, getting turnovers, getting steals. But I'm sure he's going to do all he can to get the starting nod this year. Euless played 13 minutes a game, shot just 33% from three, but 79% from the line, really nice stroke. Just needs to get that confidence up hitting from three. And his minutes really declined later in the season. Well, Joe Toussaint played 17 minutes per game. He was 83% from the free throw line and just 25.7% from three. So both of those guys really can shoot it well from the line. They have a nice stroke. Just need to be able to extend it a little bit and hit open threes from behind the arc. Both are good at distributing the basketball. Joe Toussaint led the team with 3.2 assists per game. 
Uless was second at 2.1. Well, the Hawkeyes were picked around ninth by most people in the conference this season and finished fifth. They lost Luca Garza, Joe Wieskamp, two transfers that contributed a lot, but Keegan Murray stepped up with 23 points per game. Should be National Player of the Year with that production. And he also led the team in rebounds, almost nine per game, almost two blocks per game. Just productive on both ends of the court. Chris Murray played 18 minutes per game. And I was frustrated at times that he didn't play more, but he was a little bit more inconsistent. So looking for that to improve this coming year, he averaged just under 10 points per game, four rebounds. He was just huge coming off the bench for the Hawkeyes. Jabo was the second leading scorer with 11 per game. He shot 38% from three. Wasn't really consistent this past season. You know, some games he was hot. Some games just really couldn't buy a basket. Patrick McCaffrey scored 10.5 per game. under Just under four rebounds. 33% from three. He needs to get that three number up in the upper 30s. Get the rebounding up closer to seven per game as he continues to work on his body and getting more strength. Well, my starting lineup to begin... Next season, who knows if it stays this way throughout the season, but for me, I think Joe T gets the nod again to lead the team at point guard. Euless is going to play a lot at both the one and the two. DeSante Bowen is going to get minutes as well, and I think he has a shot at overtaking that position if he's as good as I think he's going to be coming in. Starter at the two guard is Tony Perkins, one of the most Amazing progressions of a player I can remember from the beginning of a season until the end. He just kept getting better and better, getting more and more confident as this season went on. When they put him in the starting rotation, he just really blossomed. Also rotating in at the two will be Peyton Sanford. And he is a guy that looks really good early in the year as a true freshman. Had some real flashes, then he fell off a bit. Started not playing a whole lot. They started getting... Minutes to him again, and wow, I just love his confidence. He just gets out there and just starts shooting. And the second he hits the floor, he is going to start triggering threes. He averaged five points, two rebounds in 10 minutes per game. I was impressed with some of the stuff he did in the paint, too, and rebounding. Uh, he had some putbacks, some fadeaway short jumpers, and I think he has a chance to be really good. And he shot just under 37% from three, fourth on the team in that category behind the Murray brothers and Jordan Bohannon. Starting the small forward three position, Patrick McCaffrey, after that excellent season he had this past year, would like to see him knock down more threes, shoot with a higher percentage overall, and put on a little bit more weight, be able to hit the boards a little harder. Really skilled guy at 6'8". He can get a board, dribble down the court, take it the other way, and finish or distribute the basketball, and he is so good at getting into the lane. I talked about this all season long. Just needs to work a little bit more on his decision-making when he gets into the lane, setting his feet and not getting in the air, and he can you know, quick bank shot or pass it out to the three-point line. But he can easily score 15 or more per game next season. Chris Murray's the easy choice for the four. You know, again, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that Keegan's not coming back, but Chris averaged 10 points, four rebounds, did a little bit of everything off the bench for the Hawkeyes, and this is his year to go get it, and I think he's going to do it. 
let's not put any pressure on him, but he just needs to keep developing, playing his game. He's just going to keep getting better. The five is for Bracha. And, you know, I think in, in year two as a Hawkeye, year two in the Big Ten, he's going to be closer to a double-figure scorer and rebounder. He'll be a little bit undersized at times, but that's why they need to develop the big guys a little more and get a little bit more help from them off the bench. You know, this was a really fun season until the NCAA tournament came, but that last half of the season, and boy, those lucky fans who went to the Big Ten tournament and got to see that championship really got a treat. Keegan Murray, just crazy numbers to lead the team in scoring 23.5 points, 9 rebounds, one of the best seasons by a Hawkeye in history. Joe Toussaint, leading assist guy, 3.2 per game. Uh, you know, every player on this offense gets about two assists, so just really fun to watch this fast-paced offense, high-scoring offense. And you know, three-pointers, you know, they kind of live and die by them. And there were some good games and some, some bad games. They need more consistency next year. And if they're not hitting them, they need to just start pounding it inside, getting baskets underneath. Well, Keegan Murray led the team almost 40% from three. Chris was next, just under 39%. Jabo, 38%. Sanford, 36.6%. Connor McCaffrey was just under 34. Ulyss and Patrick McCaffrey were 33% from three. Perkins, 32%. He had some big ones late in the year after really struggling throughout the middle part of the season. And you know, one thing that I think really could have propelled this team further was shooting the three ball a little bit better. Nobody over 40%. You know, a lot of the guys in the low 30s, mid 30s, uh, over 36% overall, 51st in the nation in three-point percentage, but just not quite consistent enough in some of the big games as you know that kind of was the demise in that NCAA tournament no real go-to guy it was a sure three-point shot I mean Keegan Murray was a lot of the game a lot of the games and and Jabo was in a lot of the games but it was just a little bit more up and down for this team but what will happen in the transfer portal the guys leave do they look for more playing time will Fran bring in some guys I really hope he's he can bring in a stretch four that can rotate in and out with Chris Murray, Patrick McCaffrey. I think there's room for another guy that can rebound, dribble, shoot, get to the rim. I like the Hawk the guys that the Hawkeyes have coming back. So regardless, with DeSante Bowen coming in, Dix, if he's going to be able to, to help out next year, I'm not sure uh, if he's healthy enough. But you know, there's a lot of guys that are going to be fun to watch next season. What's exciting to think about the future Disappointing the Hawkeyes didn't get through game one, you know, even game two and face Kansas in the Sweet 16 to see what could have happened there. But it is a one and done tournament and it's all about upset. So let's get ready next year, Hawkeyes. Let's get some wins. Go, Hawks!